introduce yourself. My name is Noah Humphrey, and I'm a second year Master's of Divinity student at Yale. I received my bachelor's in 2020 from Whittier College with a major in religious studies and a minor in holistic care. And again, I function as a spiritual healer, as a minister, a person that seeks both science and religion in a way that intersects with both culture and life itself. I am African-American and Cherokee. And again, I am, I, I am actually still learning my indigenous roots through the process. But again, I wish to hone, but also at the same time, help the communities in need to be the change that I want to see in the world. Very cool. One of the things I wanted to say is, um, could you tell folks a little bit about your experience in Hawaii? Because you said that you were living in Hawaii. Yes, I lived in Hawaii for the past year. I'm currently in South, the South the Central LA right now. My mm-hmm. family moved two years ago. And when I moved, it was during uh, the pandemic time. And again, through that time in Hawaii for a year plus, I spent there not just wanting to be a tourist. I wanted to help the community. I wanted to build. I wanted to repair the best way that I could do. And again, it was through knowledge. It was through reading. It was through not just embracing the culture, but allowing points for me to know the history knowing what mana is and knowing what the energy surrounds it connects to through that process as well too i spent numerous hours reading books that Mm -hmm. is the main thing that i did because again it's very easy to say oh i'm going to this place oh i am going to that place and that's true but if you don't read if you don't put the educational academic forces into it then it won't have the same impact because Mm -hmm. if you are not a part of the culture itself you are not gaining an understanding and therefore you are not putting yourself at an allyship. Mana, the difference between most energy systems itself is that it is family based. It is based off history. It is based off the past as in you can accumulate it. Most energies, you cannot do that. And it's very unique because it allows people from indigenous nations to acclimate themselves with who they are. So for those listeners who are unfamiliar, can you tell them what mana means? Mana is life force energy. And again, there's so many different acclamations of it. There's so many evidence and utilizations to it within your life as well. And I just want to clearly note, I am not the master of mana itself. I am not anything once it comes to this, but I am just a sponge trying to absorb as much knowledge as I can. And again, with that as well, too, I also want to note the death of uh, Trask. I read her book. I added so much of her messages, her Mm -hmm. mana, her teachings as well, too, into what I do. It was such a blessing to read. And also, I wish I could have met her in this life, but I know I will see her again. It's so crazy that she passed away the day before July 4th. I know. And again, it's just... That's just, for me, just the ultimate statement right there, as in. I felt that way, too. I yeah. mean, like, it is just so interesting that she has always said, we are not American. This is not America. This is <laughs> and, Polynesia. And that she passed away the day before the 4th of July. Just, it's almost like a reminder to everyone, like, right before you, before you decide to celebrate this day, mm-hmm. 
remember who I am, make note of who I am and what I've always told you. I just thought, oh, how Nani K. Trask, like she's just, she's yes. a legend. She will always be a legend. And right yes. now we're, when we're talking, it's, I, sh- I guess, because people who are listening will hear this later, but it's July 6th. So um, it's just a few days after her passing that we were talking today. So I know that you reached out to me. You really wanted to connect about um, allyship with the Micronesian community. What is your understanding of the Micronesian community? Like, did you meet a lot of Micronesians in Hawaii? Um, did you make any friends? Or what, what was your experience with the Micronesian community when you had traveled? It was a different experience. Mm-hmm. When, when I say different, I say different as in there's always different encounters within our lives that put us into this point. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a bike shop. <laughs> it oh, was okay. a bike <laughs> community center. It's called K-Vibe. And shout out to them. I truly Very love cool. like, the work that they're doing all over there in uh, Kalihi. And over there, like, there's just at-risk youth helping out with like bikes. They're building different bikes. They're actually learning about the community itself and just growing from that. And it's such an inspirational thing to see. One of my friends who I've met, they introduced me to this group and I decided to Uber from, I was like living in Hawaii and I Ubered all the way over to Kali, which is like 34, like 20, like 30 miles away. And I was just like, I just want to come out and help. Gives like back to a community because again, with South like Central LA and compared to Kalihi as well too. There's so many similarities there, but for South, like Central LA, you know, it's it's not an island. For Kalihi, it's so enclosed to the point in which there's, if you don't have the right support, then it will be extremely hard to put yourself in successful positions. And what I've seen from that is different forms of redlining within itself as well too. How are you going to have a, a housing complex right next to a police station? And that police the station is right in between an elementary school and a middle school. It creates systems where it starts to oppress, build a cage around these kids. And yeah. essentially after what, what we kind of seen with the violence itself, with um, the deaths of the six a teen year old boy. What happened with that is that as a kid, he used to go to K-Vibe. And now you see him months later being addressed as a 16 year old man. And then you have a community that is constantly attacked. There were systems not in place to give them the support that they needed. Being an ally, being able to say something isn't right by noting the injustice, as an African-American male within South like Central LA from seeing helicopters again and again and again and circle around my community to the daily stops by police in every section. It is from these interactions that creates a level of fear. Where is the healing? Where is the growth? I want to be an ally for Micronesians. So just to give a little context for listeners, um, I'm, I think most of our listeners would know in Hawaii is there is a lot of anti-Micronesian racism going on in the community. And, you know, this year we did have a death in our community. A 16-year-old was shot and killed by the police in Hawaii, and it is being investigated. And there's 
you know, possible charges, you know, we always have to see things have to, you never know with the system how things will, will pan out. Um, however, in addition to all of that happening and that tragedy that the, the community already had to face when the news out, you know, the news put out the story and there was a news outlet that, you know, that a life was taken. Um, instead of people feeling any type of empathy or compassion towards the family who lost their child and their brother and their son, um, there was a lot of people writing on <laughs> on the stories online, um, calling him a cockroach, calling his family cockroaches, using yeah. a lot of slurs, using a lot of hateful language, and just really <laughs> continuing to be very oppressive towards the Micronesian community as a whole and using this child's death as a way to just continue to spew hate. Um, so it is good to hear that, you know, that you want to be an ally to the community because it is pretty devastating. Like it really is devastating the hate that's being thrown at the Micronesian community in Hawaii and in other communities in the U S um, or, you know, across the world in general, but um, you know, like you said, you also come from a background, um, a diaspora and an indigenous background that is also aligned with, like you said, there's intersections of your own identity where what you're studying and you're researching with divinity and kind of your goals for your, for your holistic healing. Because I think that is so interesting because I'm a mental health therapist and maybe not always using medicine, but finding ways to kind of go back to our roots to just help people heal and understand and elevate in ways that are indigenous. So yeah, could you tell me more about that? Yes. Um, one thing for me is that my goal is to ultimately become a pastor and also yes. a chiropractor that utilizes prayer. And okay. again, through that process itself, that is exactly why I started so young in undergrad by having a holistic care minor, which really allowed me an opportunity to go into chiropractic school as well. When I was first accepted to Yale Divinity School, what happened was that I also previously beforehand got accepted to a chiropractic school. And again, I was choosing between two of like, what can I do? But I wanted to first get my master's degree in like divinity because I want to then become an adjunct professor as well. So with that, my research goes into the mind, body, and soul. And again, I focus my research on indigenous healing of looking at how generational trauma can be affected by looking at shaman trade by addition to itself, but also looking at energy healing as well. During like my time in Hawaii, I actually became a free form Tai Chi practitioner, a Reiki healer, and also started to learn the concepts of Lua as well too. And Lua is a Hawaiian martial art based off bone breaking, but also bone healing as well. Talking story is so important and has truly been embedded into what I do right now. Mm. I don't think I could have been able to get to this point spiritually, mentally, and physically if I didn't know how to talk story. If I didn't yeah. know about the concept of it as well, too, of 
because also having a speech impediment as well too. I didn't understand the power of conversation that much unless I wrote or unless I preached something. But now I'm starting to realize that the time, the energy, and also the power that is enforced with that can change lives. It is a blessing to be able to communicate with Micronesian communities in need, with the Micronesian communities that offer this. Well, I am so excited that you are getting a master's degree because you will do research, you'll do your thesis. And um, just the other day, I had posted on Facebook that I really hope that more of us from underrepresented communities work towards going to school and authorship because the only stories that we validate in Western culture are the ones that are founded on evidence-based research or publication. And a lot of us come from backgrounds where storytelling is the way that we've passed our history along and our truths along. And the stories that are respected from history are usually the ones that were written by pen. But many of us come from communities that weren't even allowed or taught literacy. And so, you know, many of our communities continue to just be suppressed by classism, racism, xenophobia, genocide. And I just, I think now that a lot of us are able to hold pens and write stories and do research and kind of keep up with this, um, you know, the colonizer made this world and they, they made it so that we didn't have the tools to succeed, but we have the tools now. And not only do we know how to navigate our own worlds, but we know how to navigate their worlds too. And I just, I think it would be really cool if we, if we did start to take these tools that they weren't allowed to give us and we've worked so hard to get and just kind of capitalize the world that we've you know had to adjust to as well while continuing to also respect the worlds that we've come from i'm so excited for you it's really cool that you are you said you're a reiki healer so do you like can you tell me more about that because i i i've been wanting to get reiki forever and i still have not and I don't think a lot of people even know what Reiki is. So can you tell people about it? Reiki is just a form of energy healing within itself. It's just using different systems Mm. that allow for the space for more healing to go into. And the best way to actually, you know, kind of say this is just like, it's an alternative medicine within itself. It's palms healing, it's hands-on healing. And it's also using the energy of both like the person and also the my person that is working on as a way to give energy back but also to revitalize the mind body and soul now one disclaimer about reiki as well too is it is a new age work i use reiki but i don't use the history of it but i use the principles because again as an african-american that was the history of both my ancestors as well by being under Christianity itself, but now becoming a black pastor in itself. Mm. I'm using the same tools that once oppressed my ancestors as a way to bring coordinating healing to those who are also oppressed. We have to be mindful of what we approach. We have to be mindful of what are we healing? labeling someone a cockroach by labeling all these different people all these names i'm just like that's so hurtful that's right. so disgusting that's horrid that's mm. that's unjust that's nothing you know what i mean that's just yeah. like completely just hate from within for the sake of time i am going to start wrapping things up but i always 
before I say goodbye, I always ask people a couple of questions. So my first one is, um, is there anything that you are like, I read this, I listened to this, I watched this or anything like that that you're like, people have to read this, watch this or listen to this. Anything that you'd love to share with people? Well, of course, I trask. Native mm-hmm. daughter. Read it. I mean, from a native daughter, colonialism and sovereignty in Hawaii. Read mm. it. I would say just read it because again, it's it's so impactful. It's um it's it's extremely impactful. And I'm very blessed to have read it. I'm constantly impacted. <laughs> like I even got it. I'm gonna like actually um going to read it again and again at Yale, just constantly just giving myself just the mono of what Trask gave out. Another book that I would recommend as well too is Aloha Betrayed, Native Hawaiian Resistance to American Colonialism. Okay. Do you know who the author is of that? Author is Silva, S-I-L-V-A. Okay that that is also just so much has been done but also read hawaiian kids books that really helped me out a lot you know just like reading stories yes and one of them that i really love the most is maui slows the sun and these are kids like books for two to five year olds but by reading these little like books itself you may start to compartmentalize the information that you need. And I recommend this for settlers of like land, but also for tourist and as well too. go to the local library, buy a book, buy a book from a local store. That's so important. Buy, buy local. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Nice. Um, and then my last question that I always ask is, do you have any handles that you'd like to share anywhere where the people should follow you? Oh, yes. Uh, so I have an IG. It's no one knows. So IG at no one knows. So K-N-O-W-A. Oh, W-A-K-N-O-W. It will be a picture of me with a Brianna Taylor image. And you'll see um, just pictures of like my story of just my poetry as well, too. And just, um, yeah, just everything in which I did. And again, feel like free to reach out to me if you have any questions, concerns as well, too. I'm also down to talk like stories as well, too. K-N-O-W-A-K-N-O-W. Very cool. Well, I will uh, let you be, but thank you so much for talking with me today. And uh, I know you're ahead of me in time, so you have a really good rest of your day. Got you. And you, too. (laughs) Thanks, Noah. Yep, no problem. Take care. You too. This was another episode of Four Micronesians by Micronesians. Thank you for listening. Four Micronesians by Micronesians is an anchor production hosted, produced, and edited by me, Angela Edward. You can learn more about me at AngelaEdward.com and more about the podcast on the Four Micronesians by Micronesians Instagram page. If you have questions, inquiries, or recommendations for future topics or guests, please DM them into the Instagram page. I do want to recognize that I created this podcast in the home that I've settled in that colonists coined as Jackson, Michigan in the United States. 
This land is the land that originally was founded by the Potawatomi tribe that lived around what we now know as the Great Lakes. The Potawatomi tribe taught their children about the seven grandfathers' teachings of wisdom, respect, love, honesty, humility, bravery, and truth. And as kindred indigenous people, I want to honor their tribe and their respect for their ancestors by recognizing my gratitude for their space. All my Micronesian listeners and ally listeners, thank you again for listening and don't forget your self-care.